People's Patriot Project, and we are here bringing you our weekly show slash podcast called We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. Every week, we bring you a guest. Many times, we bring a new musician in, Patriot Pride, and then we share all the good and sometimes not so good things happening in our world. This week, we have some super awesome guests joining us. We've got a new, aggressive, young veteran musician, nonprofit running Mr. David Gambone. And we have with us um, Mr. C.W. I Sorry, Jonathan. C.W. and 20 Hands High will be with us tonight to share what they've been up to lately and what they've got coming up soon. Um, you know why we get to do this. We get to do this because we have those service members and first responders that have committed their time, sweat, blood, limbs, family, and life to give us the freedoms we have that allow us to do what we do daily daily, nightly, daily, nightly, daily, all over and over again. Um, that's why we are here. Um, welcome to all of our guests right now. I see you out there. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to ask your questions. And if you would like your name recognized, um, there will be a link right here uh, that you can connect with StreamYard and then they will share who you are when you ask your questions or make your comments. Thanks again for being here. Before we get started with this week's show, I would ask that you take off your hats, stand, and cover your heart and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Um, No one else has absolutely anything else to be doing tonight everyone should be right here uh we are doing what we need to be doing uh you know what there might be a smoke brisket out there somewhere for you to be but you know what go grab some come here get it all mumbled nom, 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 nom. Oh, I, I, de- I devoured my plate full of wings already so we're good snack time is over you contributed <laughs> to the great Chicken wings shortage of February. Yeah. 
Yeah, like half of the shit chicken wings for the shortage are in my belly right now. I swear. <laughs> and, hang on, hang on. Let's take a time out. Go ahead and ask me if I'm sorry. Are you sorry? No. <laughs> I knew the answer already. Not not even slightly. No, no. <laughs> nope, don't feel bad. You know, Smoked and dry if... rubbed? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. I wonder if sometime we're going to figure out how to, because, you know, on those crabs, they they can break the claw off the crab and throw them back. Are, is there? Do you think we're going to be able to have chickens have mutated more than one wing and or two wings? And I mean, I think we need to figure that piece out and just harvest. Just start regularly. spawning them for their wings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you see, I only eat wings from buffalo, so. The buffalo wings. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of helps with the chicken shortage when I you eat buffalo what? wings. <laughs> so let's pretend there was something else. Uh, tailgating. People like to tailgate. What is what is your favorite tailgating? And this is in honor of Jonathan a little bit because apparently this is a 48th week of Mardi Gras going on right now. <laughs> and apparently Mardi Gras now takes all of our cultural iconic uh, um, symbols of Christmas. Cause that's not a, a Christmas wreath behind Jonathan. That is a Mardi Gras wreath. So what <laughs> is your favorite tailgating beverage and or food? And I'll let Dave go first. Oh, me? <laughs> I won. I've never won anything in my life. That's so beautiful. Uh, as far okay, as far there's as no like, prize involved. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> the prize is to talk about food and beverages. That is a prize in and of itself. Thank you. I'm a foodie at heart. Uh, when my wife and I first and I got together, we agreed that we would never love each other more than food. So I take food pretty seriously, and we've been going 11 years strong since. So I. I think there's something to be said about the, the food department. Anyway, tailgating weekend, I make these things called briskets. I slow cook brisket over the weekend before getting to the tailgating event. I then make homemade cheddar biscuits and a homemade ranch broccoli slaw. And I put oh. it on there. I put some cheese. It's it's cheddar. It's biscuit. It's brisket. It's the best sandwich you'll ever have in a handheld mm. environment. With your favorite beverage in your hand while tailgating, which for me, by the way, would have to be a don't worry, be hoppy, juicy IPA. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> be hoppy. I like Come it. On. Just like zing, zing, zing. Get <laughs> the turkey, all the bullseyes, nailed it right away. Andrea, you got to go behind that now. I'm going to go because right now it's what I can smell is buffalo chicken, that dip stuff. You take your celery or your crackers and dip it in there. Nice. I'm not a foodie. I'm not so much a foodie, just for the record. That's the beverage. <laughs> oh, my beverage? Uh, uh, just a nice little um, glass of water. Woodford, wow. old fashioned, probably. Chianti, a nice Chianti. Pinky up. Pinky up. Don't forget the ice. There may be a time or two where me and Miss Eichmann might have an argument about food because she's just like, hey, I'm fine with eating the 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 cold wiener water and we're good with that. And uh, I'm like, you know, we gotta we gotta do the whole meal, man. We're not just doing the, the leftover wiener water. Sorry. Uh -uh. <laughs> He's offended. 
He's offended that my favorite Saturday afternoon meal might be frozen pizza and some cereal. My favorite. And then a little wrestling on TV is all good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> amen for the wrestling man. on TV. Let's Heck go. yeah. It's real. Come on. I grew up with that. It's all real. It's all real. Good people. CW, what's your chow and uh, what do you like to drink? Oh, I'd have to say uh, I'd get a Boston pork butt and turn it into Carolina-style pork, pulled oh. pork. But that on some um, King's Hawaiian rolls with uh, just a little bit of coleslaw. Good. You you could eat about uh, 60 of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it seems like it. You're speaking the language. What do you got to and drink? Your beverage? And a smoked old-fashioned. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. now you take your take it. You're taking the old fashioned and taking that. That was very good. Yes, good. Hit call. me with two, two of those, please. Yes, those poor pavor. Um, Miss Kimmer, what about you? Good evening. Uh, I've never been to a tailgate, but here at home, we put on a nice spread. We have uh, today. We had fruit, vegetables. Uh, potatoes, skins, fried mushrooms. Like just a muncie day. Half of those are outlawed at a tailgate, just so you know. Not not allowed. And what's your beverage? Uh, coffee. Coffee. All right. Jonathan. I make this casserole, but it's uh, it's all the same ingredients as a um. As a stuffed jalapeno, so oh. but it's in a so you just take spoonfuls of it, so it's way better. But uh, stuffed jalapeno oh, wow. casserole, yeah. stuffed jalapeno casserole, yeah. um, that's really good. And then probably some wings on the side, just because I mean wings are better. <laughs> buffalo though, not chicken. Buffalo wings. I only eat buffalo wings. Only buffalo wings. No chickens Save were involved chickens, in the harming of the, the wings. And uh, also. It, it kind of depends on what mood I'm in, but there's a, you were talking about the, you and uh, was it, oh, it was Eric talking about the Sierra Nevada. That's uh, them IPAs, man. I got this, uh, this company, Parish Brewing Company that makes this IPA called Ghost in the Machine. It's a double IPA and it is so good. Uh, I would take that or I would take, uh, I'd probably take a smoked old fashioned too. But depending on what mood I'm in, that would be my drink of choice. Yeah. We haven't got to to our shout-outs yet, but I wanted to get that out there. Uh, Chad Hutto, Coloradoite, comedian and veteran extravaganzor. Have you guys connected, CW? I'm confident you have. Uh, Once. But it was, it's been, a, it's been a minute. I was, I believe it was uh, uh, at the Whiskey Baron in Colorado Springs last time we were there, I think. Sure. Well, no, not the last time. It's been a minute since we were there. Um, so, Jonathan, I had, sorry, I got to correct you. If you're going to talk and speak on here, you got to use correct terminology. It's not casserole, it's hot dish, okay? It's a hot That's dish. A, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That's just the way it is. It's not. Well, I took basically the same recipe that uh, Andrea was talking about, the uh, the buffalo chicken recipe. And uh-huh. instead of putting buffalo and chicken, I went ahead and put 
all the ingredients for stuffed jalapenos instead and uh you know swapped out the chicken for like uh green onion and italian sausage yeah this guy <laughs> this guy he's, he's trouble please he's i got trouble. you bro i got you <laughs> You know what? I never had fixings like going to his mama's house down in Nashville. And Mama Williams is like, she is from South America, Brazil. Um, came to uh, Louisiana, spent a gigantic portion of their life. Now are they're, they're homed up in the Nashville area. But I'm telling you what, man. They come, you show up there, and you are like the traditional guest, like, Hey, we're coming over 15 minutes later, and she's got a 15 course meal when you show up. And I'm like, How'd you know we we're coming? And then, well, that's how they cook all the time. Well, okay, fair Bro, enough. Brazilian food, Brazilian food is a weakness of mine. When I was nine years old, I was able to take a trip, a mission trip with my family down to the Amazon River, and we gave uh, medical and dental care to third world villages along the Amazon River back then. And the amount of food and things that we experienced while being down there for six weeks. It is a gorgeous country. They have some gorgeous food out there. They have they had a shuhascaria. It was like a, a meat market that you could just you could have a buffet of meat at. I I, I was it, it it took me back, man. Brazil knows how to make food. I'll say that. Um, okay. I'm not going to argue with you. No, the no, last time no. we stopped, they were just happened to have food on the smoker and then some food out on the grill and then that was just the meat and then there was stuff steaming and boiling in the kitchen and. Yeah, you're just having a snack or, or a light meal, and there's all this food. Another second uh, shout-out I would like to do. Brand newcomer to us. Um, I may, Day Kinsley Camille. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Or, hey, congratulations, Grandpa. Uh, Eric Mello, in the house, and we're so happy to be be your grandpa. So, uh, thanks for sharing that and letting us be part of that in your life, brother. Uh, Eric Mello runs the Contagion Effect out in California, which is a podcast that we like to to partner and group and and do our like messages with. So, we appreciate you, brother. Let's grow! Wow, we got a lot of stuff going on. Then there is all the other amazings, and we'll rattle them through. Jeremy Daniels, thanks for being here, brother. Kimmer, thanks for coming on tonight again. Um, Eric Mello's there. Lee Williams here. Uh, Chuck Tyler was there. Everyone's there. Kinsley Camille is awesome. I, well, I have a feeling she's going to be spoiled. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Jeff Crochet, what's in the news? All right. So, uh, part of my news was find that uh, talking about um, Eric Mello becoming a grand, brand new. Oh, sorry, I'm still get thunder, brother. Um, no, that's great, man. I was just, it's exciting stuff, man. And I always like to. I don't want to tell too much of Eric's story, but there's there's a give and take in 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 the world, and typically there's uh, there's always something to bring bring the spirits back up. I'll just leave it at that. But I'm uh, super proud of really Eric's Eric's family, I guess. But Eric is going to be a fantastic uh, 
grandpa, and I'm, I'm excited for him. But moving on into the news, the week of February 14th every year is a National Salute to Veteran Patients Week. Um, this year, that happens to be this week, the 11th through the 17th. Um, according to the Department of Veteran Affairs, there are three main reasons for the creation of this holiday. Uh, pay tribute to veterans, encourage people to visit and volunteer their service to veteran medical centers, and to increase community awareness about the role of VA medical centers. There are over 1,200 facilities that are run by the VA, 171 medical centers, and 1,112 outpatient centers, making the Veterans Health Administration the largest integrated healthcare system in the United States. Uh, they will see nearly 100,000 veterans on a daily basis and over 9 million veterans each year will receive medical treatment. Um, they're busy and I know it's not the favorite um, topic among veterans, but they have a purpose and many people are receiving good quality care through the VA. February 13th is Mardi Gras. Mark, pay attention. <laughs> Mardi Gras stretches from Twelfth Night, which would be the last day of Christmas celebration, all the way to Ash Wednesday. Uh, Mardi Gras is actually French for Fat Tuesday to reflect the tradition of eating rich and filling foods in preparation for the ritual of fasting for the Lenten season. Although Mardi Gras is most famous for the carnival celebrations in New Orleans, Venice, and Rio, uh, celebrations take place in various different forms all over the world, usually in countries that have a large Catholic population. February 13th is also Self-Love Day. It is designed to remind people to love themselves first. With the pageantry uh, that surrounds Valentine's Day, it is important to understand that it is okay if you don't have a romantic partner. Uh, Self-Love Day is about understanding the power of self-love and the positive impact that it can have on our lives. It can help boost confidence, courage, and it can also help to sit back and analyze situations with a little more clarity. It can make us less dependent on others for finding a source of love. If we learn to love ourselves properly, then loving others will become that much easier for us. And uh, moving on to February 14th, as everyone knows, it's Ash Wednesday. Um, very busy. It's Valentine's Day, and it's also the start of Lent. Um, and it is a terrible excuse to buy your wife something for Christmas, <laughs> for Christmas way too late. Uh, but <laughs> I've, already, I've already done it, so there's no take backs. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for the news. Um, and don't forget, it's okay to be involved with, uh, with someone and it's okay to just spend time on yourself and love yourself. Well, now we got a session. Bung Holio has joined us tonight. Um, <laughs> it's not me, I swear. <laughs> it's, that's what I would do if the swarm came. I'm just. I, I gotta remember. Uh, this I'm does done. get cut to podcast, so the, the so people aren't going to be able to view 
Jonathan pulling the shirt up over his head. So I do have to say the reference to Bung Holyo was Jonathan pulling the shirt over his head. I'm glad he stopped there because I wasn't sure. I know Mardi Gras going on down there. I was thinking he was looking for some beads for a second. Gets oh, a oh, wild. oh, yeah, yeah, gets a little wild sometimes, but uh, we're we're all safe here, and they we are all safe. Yeah. So thank you for our guests. And again, I want to share a little bit. We may not hear a lot from Miss Winter. Miss Winter, do you have a poem for us tonight, by the way? I do. What is All right. It? We will get to that poem then. I want to make sure we remember that. Miss um, Winter might be a. Oh, someone's uh, something weird. Oh, sorry. I muted for a second. You're good, brother. For some reason, I've got my phone plugged in, but it's chewing up my battery faster than it can even charge. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Are we going to lose you? Uh, I'm at 21% right now. I thought, surely right. it'll keep up. So interview him first. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, okay, let's do it. Let's, uh, what have you been up to, CW? We played a ton of shows uh, promoting my song, Same Old Star, down on Texas radio, where we cracked the top 40 on one chart and we're at 52 on another. Uh, so we're getting good traction there. I got uh, a bunch of new songs. We're so getting ready to go to the studio and record, get a new album out there. Um, we got a veteran show coming up on the 23rd here at the VFW Post 501 here in Denver. Uh, and... You being from Wyoming, you'll appreciate the fact that we're going to be involved with uh, Cheyenne Frontier Days at the Outlaw Saloon. Go I can't tell you who we're going to open for yet because they haven't made the official announcement, but it's going to be cool. It will be cool. It will be one of the coolers of the coolest of cool cools. But correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't you just go down to Nashville too recently and uh, get to go to some music event down there? Yeah, we got nominated for four Josie Awards um, in, in for four different categories, and that was held at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville in October. You know, there were 59, 000, over 59,000 entries, and only around 1,400 got a nomination, and that's across all genres. So you're talking country, rock, blues, gospel, all that stuff. And so we got four of those 1,400 nominations. And that it was kind of cool. It's my first trip to go to the Grand Ole Opry was for an award show. That is amazing. And, uh, you know, one year before that, two of us might have got to host the red carpet at that event. I don't know who we'd be talking about. Ah. Um, if you haven't heard about the Josie Awards, it is one of the the biggest, largest moving awards. So here's the deal. You're not going to see the artists that you see at the Josie Awards at the CMTs. Those, I mean, that's established. That is network battling is what that is. That is yeah. record label battling is what that is. Those guys, yes, yes. It's, you're going to hear your radio uh, output type stuff, which everyone's telling me radio's dying. I know. I We will talk about that later. But um, it, this is, if you want to hear some of the greatest music on earth, Listen to the indie artists that go to the Josie Awards. These are the best artists in the country. It's not the glitz and glam. It is straight up art, their craft, and just from, I'm missing the word I want to use, but it's uh, it's it's real life music. I'm sorry. And again. Grassroots, uh, independent, grassroots. 
Grassroots, that's the word I wanted to say. Yes, thank you. Um, this this Carolina Swifter lady that's uh, apparently trying to make it to the 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 Super Bowl today, and uh, that lady, you know, bought and established in the network. Now, don't get me wrong; they they have to work too, and I get it and everything. But CW Wooten and this guy Dave slash Jeremiah, uh, these are grassroots artists that sing from the hip. Now, where can you hear music like that? You can, uh, there's a radio session called WP3 Radio that you can, it's all veteran and first responder musicians. It is, and that's why me and Andrew got to host the red carpet last year is because we were there supporting. Now, we just didn't have logistics this year. I'm confident they would have let us be there, but we didn't have it in our wheelhouse to, to be on site this year. But it's not something that we're going to put on the shelf. It's just something that is, we'll work towards it again next year. Um, what's the first song you want to run, CW? Uh, let's let's do uh, let's do same old star because that's the one that's right now that's that's uh, getting a lot of airplay down in on all the independent Texas radio stations right now. You got it. So we got CW Wooden, twenty hands high. With what's your name of your song? Same old star. Oh 
That is CW and 20 hands high, same old star. I think that video should make video of the year for the record. I think that's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful truck in that video. And uh, there's no other good scenery in there. Well, that, that's what I was kidding people about it. I said it's a modern, it's a modern twist on Beauty and the Beast. I said, because you got a 55 uh, copper colored Chevy and a pretty blonde girl. Those are the beauties. I'm the beast and that's okay. <laughs> What's is there a relationship between you and that young lady? We're just friends. Just friends. Well, good for you. Good for you. She's from Wyoming too. Okay, I think actually I remember that conversation from last time. Now that I think about it, I, don't, I was all of a sudden just going to say well, part of Wyoming, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, Mr. Gambone. Uh, I'm not here. Sorry. Oh, you're not? Okay. We're... <laughs> Tardy. <laughs> what? Where are you coming from, man? Where, where did you find us? How did you, where, how did we get here today? How did we get here today? Uh, the bourbon, the bourbon buddies on, uh, on the Instagram uh, led me to this particular location uh, because I am a fan of bourbon and whiskey and corn wine. Uh, while I understand some people may not be a fan of it, I entirely am. Um, and uh, throughout that channel, uh, I started getting connected with a handful of y'all. And then literally it happened while y'all were live uh, last weekend. I, I really got connected with y'all and uh, everything just kind of started flowing from there. So I have uh, I have no rhyme or reason for an answer for you. But as far as I know, we were meant to be introduced to one another. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? We have been completely blessed by the creation of this piece. And for the record, we don't take ownership of any part of this. This this creation has been created because of the men and women who have given a part or all of their lives to serving. Uh, some people argue this great country, but you know what? Here's the deal. I know there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of great communities and that's what our men and women have protected. For sure. And if you want to fight the issue on it being a great nation, I, I you know what? I don't have an argument about that, but we gotta we gotta start cleaning our our personal, my personal backyard first, and then go next door and help pick up the dog poop of the person next door and help them. And then you know what? Then we'll we can start. You know what? Because this is kind of falling apart. Because we've neglected, we didn't take care of ourselves. That that love first, that love one yep. first, then self first. So I am all over the place tonight, but it's good. It's good. Good content. I got to get where she belongs up there at the top. Um, okay, so Andrea is gonna have fun with this one. Yeah, I got a call coming in. Should I take, no, clip, clip, um, clip, clip. 
Dave, tell us about your mission, brother. So uh, I started the Minus 22 Foundation in 2020. I started that uh, after 2019 because in 2019, I lost five people that were close to me between friends and coworkers. Um, of the five people I lost that year, four of them were suicides. And so it was a, a very, very tough year for me. Everybody talks about 2020 being a, a very difficult year. Um, I, I'd agree that it was a very difficult year, but I would take a thousand 2020s over a single 2019 ever again. Uh, that, that year for me especially was just very, very hard. Um, there was a lot of life lessons I kind of learned that year and a lot of people that, you know, I, I really wish I had reached out to more that, that we lost that year. And, um, it, it led me to start investigating the military suicide phenomenon. And so uh, I'm a film major. I'm using my GI Bill right now to go to Pittsburgh State University and, and get my bachelor's degree in film and theater and, and marketing. Um, but I wanted to use that that kind of aspect to kind of kind of delve into what we have going on here. And so we have a documentary going on right now investigating the military suicide phenomenon and uh, and talking to survivors you know, um, talking to, to survivors on, on both ends of it, you know, uh, people that have survived their own million mile moments, as well as people that have been on the receiving end of them. Um, I personally survived my own million mile moment back in 2015. I was active duty in the army then. Um, and I wholeheartedly wanted to take my life back then. And I'm very grateful that I didn't. And I'm very grateful that my plans didn't work out because now I'm able to be in this position now to be able to help other people. And so when I, when I formulated the minus 22 foundation, um, I wanted to create something that was different. You know, there's a lot of military organizations out there that are preventative uh, of suicide, and, and I totally commend them for what they're doing. Um, but there's not very many organizations that I've seen like us that take care of the military families after the incident. And so what we do is we take care of military families in crisis, uh, and we sponsor them with gas and grocery gift cards up to $500 a month, 12 months after an incident. So that on top of losing your service member, you know, you don't have to worry about feeding your family and getting from A to B. Of the 11 friends and coworkers that have lost military suicide, only four of them did not have children. And so it really kind of painted a picture for me that this is where we needed to be and we needed to be in the community. This was a need. Um, and while I was praying about it, I felt like uh, it was put on my heart that, you know, hey, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? So here we are. I love the the seeing the problem and being part of a solution because I think we stumble on so many times as people put their hands in the air and they're like, what do you do? Well, that is kind of our question. What are you doing? Right. Um, and, you know, you, you can get into the conversation about the, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing routinely expecting a different outcome but i don't i don't think people expect a different outcome to be honest with you the majority of the time i think they just get stuck in a rut and they are gonna like i'm gonna drive this thing until there's no driving left yeah and uh i can relate to that you know i was i was there um like i said i got caught up in the million in the middle of my own million mile moment and um uh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that, that I survived that time in my life. Um, but, you know, this is, this is a major, a major problem in the military and, and just in general across the board right now, you know, mental health is something that, that we don't talk about. We kind of, we, we, it's almost like we intentionally neglect it. It's, it's too uncomfortable to speak about now 
when I, I stay in touch with my soldiers, I stay in touch with my, some of my best friends from the military, you know, uh, when people, when people call me to say, Hey, what's up? I always follow that up with, Hey, how's your mental health? You know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's going on because I'm somebody personally that, that, that suffers from anxiety. I suffer from depression. I have really bad insomnia. And when all three of those hit at once, I'm really not a nice person to be around. You know, I've, I've gone out of my way to, to work at my remedies and work at, at things that will improve my lifestyle to make sure that my triggers and things are, are minimal. And I have, I have told my close, my close friends, my close family that they can check in with me at any point in time. Right. I want them to know, I want them to know what my struggles are because I want people to ask the questions. And my old saying is, you know, if you're bold enough to ask, I'm going to be bold enough to answer. We need to start having these conversations about mental health. Uh, there are days that my mental health is absolutely not good right now today. Um, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. And I've, I've gone out of my way to, to put things in place to where I'm doing really well, but even still, I still have bad days, right? I still have days where my emotions get the best of me or where my trauma will get the most, the most of me or, or where an anniversary will get the most of me, right? I've lost a lot of people over the years. That can be really tough and it can be really tough to, to speak about or, or kind of try to digest. And so what I try to do is, Anybody who's close to me, I try to be 100% honest with and tell them like, hey, like, you know, this is something I deal with and here's why. Um, it's never, I feel like as service members and, and as even first responders, because, uh, you know, my dad's a first responder, so I grew up with that. I feel like there's a lot of times in which we don't do ourselves any any favors by not talking about the things about our day that bothered us, right? Or had anything to do with, with affecting our mental health at all. And so what I've done is I've actively gone out of my way to make sure I'm vocal about those things that my inner circle can know where I'm at so that they can know where to check in with me. And if at any point I feel like it's too much, I have people that I can wholeheartedly be 100% open and honest with. And uh, I think that's, entirely too important in our society today and we need to do more of it well and this is so normally we wait till the end of the show to have this but this is the exact prime opportunity to do this all of us have one of these in their hand if you're on the podcast listen to the podcast i'm holding up my cellular device yep. all of us have this and i'm assuming you have a very large contact list within that cellular device. We are going to ask you today to type out, I'm just thinking about you. That's all I want. That's it. That's all you got to do. I am just thinking about you. It takes less than six seconds to type it. I want you to cut and copy, and I want you to send it to six different people on your contact list. If you want it to be your mom, let it be your mom. If you want it to be, you know, your third ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, brothers-in-law, it doesn't matter. If it's your if it's your best friend in combat foxhole buddy, those are the guys we, we target. Okay, it's it's the veterans and first responders. But yep. this is this is a, a growing issue across all all boards. So that's why we're not letting anyone off the hook here. Reach out to sick. Now I want I want to challenge you one more time. I'm going to challenge you to do that difficult one, the one that's a regret, a regret, the one that you may have had a conflict with in life and you don't know how to reestablish that relationship. I want you to go ahead and, and reach out and reach to that one person. Be a burr under that saddle a little bit. Why are you getting hold of me? What do you want from me? Well, I just wanted to let you know, you know what? Maybe it's been too long. Sorry, not sorry. Please, please, please take this 
call to action serious and reach out if you can. If you can, start your list six a day. We Absolutely. we started this uh, a year ago and we did a a monthly challenge to do six people a day. Gosh, can you imagine six people for a month? This channel right here, however many people we got listening right now, if y'all reach out to six people for a month, I mean. That's a, that's that's something. I mean, if I may, um, yeah. I uh, so I struggle. I, I spoke to of the eleven people I've lost to military suicide. Uh, three of them I spoke to shortly before they took their own lives, and it's something that, that thoroughly has bothered me for a long time. Right, and when it was fresh, especially in 2019, uh, in 2019, my soldier took his life shortly after I talked to him. And uh, I told my wife this, you know, I, I, again, being very open about the things I struggle with, I said, um, you know, it is very, very hard for me to digest this, you know, that I wish I had said something. I wish I could have said something to, to intervene, to, to make him change his mind, to, to keep him here, you know. And, uh, and he was somebody I kept in touch with for about five years after he got out, you know, and I, I stayed up on him because I felt that responsibility for him. And something my wife said to me that that I focus on now that I think everybody should hear and that everybody should should really think about is she said, yeah, you know, you you wish you could have had that back. Right. You wish you could have said something to save them, but you don't know how many times you already did that. Good point. That is what I'd like us all to focus on is that, you know what? Yeah, there's some that we've lost, but you never know. You never yeah. know how, how true you're going to be and, and how, how you're going to be able to speak into someone else's life. Um, what are you doing? What are you doing? Kimmer? Yes? I put you on the spot last week. Let me put you on the spot this week. Okay. Keep it going. <laughs> Would you like me to read the poem? I would love for you to read the poem. Okay. It's called The Comfort Zone. The comfort zone is a state of mind, a place like no other we will find. We like being there because we are in control. It's our, self, our safe place by a thousandfold. But our comfort zone keeps us stuck, keeps us from living and in a rut. We are not being challenged or growing. It may keep us away from ever knowing. Our confidence, our strength, or even our pride. Don't allow this to be your blind sight. Get out and venture and have some fun. Don't stay confined without none. Socializing with others, now that's a plus. So what if we have to make a couple of little adjusts? With mental health issues, we have already made a few. And we have to keep continuing on our healing avenue. Um, I'm exploding with Holy Ghost bumps because uh, we did not pre-show this and uh, Kimmer does these amazing poems and has just been an amazing addition to the People's Patriot Project. She, she works peer support and she does uh, great things with Eric Iozio and Catch-22. But uh, how, how ironic is it that it parallels the conversation we just had with Dave? Even when he said, there's the line in there, and I won't, I'll do terrible referencing it, but uh, the, the conversation about you don't know the effects you're having on others unless you are engaged. And, and that's not what the poem says, but it, it says you never know. 
You never know what doing that next step will do for A, you, and B, others around you. And, uh, oh, my gosh. I, I, Thank you, Kimmer. Drop the mic again. Boom. Show's over. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Kimmer. I, um, I mean, think about it. How many, I think about how many times, uh, just in my own personal life that I was hanging on by a thread, you know, and I needed that, that little bit, that little bit of something to keep going. Um, that's, uh, honestly the reason I had zero hesitation to be a, a part of this event here tonight was because I see what y'all are doing and I see how powerful it is. And, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of it because I know that, that even if it reaches one person, that is more than enough in, in the ripple effect of things, mental health, <laughs> you know, that's a, it's massive. So. I do sadly in, in lieu of these great conversations, um, you never know who you're not going to touch as well. And uh, I'd like to reach out or do a shout out to, Operation Tackle Box uh, down in Georgia this week. They lost uh, uh, one of their officers to uh, to the to their demons. And you know what? We've got people with boots on the ground working the mission, doing what they need to, and uh, we're we're still letting some slip through our fingers. And so um, it is. Uh, reach out! Reach out! Be close. Wait, what? Okay, we got some military people on the screen here, and so um, there's a such thing called we called it army cold, but it, we'll call it military cold. During military cold, no one cares. No one cares how close you get to your brothers and sisters. Because you may be in the back of a deuce and a half, you may be in the back of a Humvee, but you will you will beg for the warmth coming from these other bodies, and it, it's not it, it's not gay, it's not <laughs> relational, it's yep. not it's, it's love not hurting, it's not violating, it is trying to keep your butt warm. Why, why can't we figure that piece out in a non-overstepping-the-line non, non line and say, we need to learn to be closer with each other. We need to call each other out. We need to say, hey, I see a little bit off. Yep. Um, well, know, again, it's always a, it, it, there's a camaraderie that you're, you develop in the military that you cannot, you just can't get it anywhere else because you don't live with all your coworkers when you're, you're out on mission or you're on deployment or whatever you're living with your coworkers. You see them every day and you that's, you're not going to get that because at the end of the day, people work a nine to five, they go home at the end of the day and they don't care about you or anything else. They go home to their family. And so that camaraderie is, is, is probably the one thing that you miss. And maybe you don't realize it. I'd say it's the one thing I absolutely miss, but I'd also say it's the one thing I have I have personally sought to find in my local area. You know, I, I've I've gotten connected with a bunch of veterans in this area that that I probably never would have never would have crossed paths with paths with if it wasn't for the veteran status, right? Like I I didn't know, and so I'd say that there's power in that as well as going out of your comfort zone 
to to connect with the people in your area because even if you're not going to connect with them 100%, that 60% connection, that 30% connection could be the very thing that sure. you're missing that could help okay. you hang on and keep going, you know. And yeah. I think I think a lot of veterans also uh I say suffer, but they also have uh you know the the anxiety and the depression and and uh anxiety of just being around people because when you get out you understand that there's not a whole lot of people that understand what you've been through um and it's not i mean i know it's not just veterans but uh there's just not a whole lot of people that'll understand what you've been through or or that can make that connection in their head that you've lived you know what i mean um so there's an anxiety and and a and a awkward moment when you're meeting new people and for some people, they're fortunate, you know, and I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying some people don't need that military connection because they have a spouse or somebody in their network that wasn't military that fills that, that fills that void. And those are the, those are the, the lucky ones, you know what I mean? But, but there's plenty of people out there that, you know, that, that don't have that and they need that military connection. They need that brotherhood, that camaraderie, and they're still looking. Jeremy, I can tell you right now, if I was demographically in your space, I would be in your space, brother. Um, you're here every weekend, please. <laughs> I, and I get there's, there's the physical need and the, there's the, just the spatial need. Please, you're here every weekend. Please, you are not alone, brother. And and I know that doesn't fix stuff, and it's easier to say that. But I'm just in awe. We've got a man from Colorado, a man from Massachusetts, a young lady from uh, Kentucky, John uh, from uh, Southern uh, Backwoods, uh, Andrea, <laughs> Andrea from Southern Minnesota, which is the bad part of Minnesota. And then me, <laughs> the, the northern part of Minnesota. Not that you're calling anyone out. <laughs> but, I mean, we didn't know CW from Boo six, uh, a year ago. And then we've built this relationship. We didn't know Dave uh, at all. And literally, uh, Kimmer. And uh, it just, look look what this camaraderie ship has built. And it doesn't, it's not isolated to these six people. It's isolated to the 40 people who have chimed in tonight, it's uh, the people that listen, and I, we're going to get it, folks. We're going to get it. You got to reach out. You got to see the people that aren't getting it. Uh, Jeremy Daniels, it's not that you're not getting it. We just got to get you in the folds, brother. We, we, yep. We're getting there. We'll get you there. Um, yep. The more we, and again, there's a difference between talking about, you know, not being okay and glorifying day and day and day and being that regular shopper who wants to get the handout every single time. They're two different things. And I mean, Hey, we're with you. We're, we're going to help you. We're going to work with you, but you know, you got to be ready to be doing the work as well. And proactive. You got to be proactive right? in that. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I love this conversation. I, I, mean, mean, do it every I mean, it's one thing if you don't, if you don't have the awareness to, to notice certain things, but once you're aware of certain things, now you have information. You got to act on it. Do well, something. That's a piece that our VP3 group were having a conversation at one point. Is like, you know, when do we stop talking about awareness? Awareness is always going to be needed, 
But if you go out and ask the industry, you know, how many uh, how many veterans are committing suicide every day, they're going to drop 22 on you every single time. Okay, so you understand what are you doing? But, but so in all my research, I can tell you that, uh, you know, that number is an outdated VA study number. That number is supposedly upwards of, of 50. You know, it's, it's upwards of 59. They estimate that two thirds of veterans who get out of the military service don't even keep contact with the VA yet are still dealing with the suicide phenomenon. And so you're talking about 60 people per day that are taking their lives 70. every day in this country. 70. It's, it's, it's close and it's, it's insane. You know, you look at, and unfortunately the Vietnam veterans have the worst statistically the worst numbers out of any one of us who have served because they came home to not, not very nice parades, not very nice, uh, really anything, you know, no, nothing nice. that they had done there. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think mental health is is absolutely massive in this country and it's something that we need to take hold of. But at the same time, we need to make sure that the treatments and the things that are going to be serving veterans after the fact are readily available. And and truth be told, I'm going to tell you from my own personal experience, they're not. Uh, as I said earlier, I suffer from anxiety. Uh, I suffer from depression. I suffer from insomnia. And I can tell you right now, I have not had an anxiety attack in the last four years where, you know, I would have anxiety attacks, my fight or flight would hit, and then I would crash into deep, dark depression for about five days. So you're talking about a six-day span where I was nowhere fun to be near or around at all because sure. of my issues, right? And getting out, I was on nine different prescriptions when I got out of the military, and it was just, I, 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 I really didn't feel like myself. Uh, I say this because, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll get into that later, but uh, psilocybin saved my life. Magic mushrooms. Everybody says, you know, magic mushrooms, they're like a big thing. Uh, I intermittently microdose magic mushrooms. I have not had an anxiety attack in four years. Psilocybin quite literally saved my life. And I, I, I was I was the most straight edge person throughout high school. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't nothing, you know, getting out, dealing with all the traumas and stuff that I had experienced. Uh, I, I'm a firm believer that marijuana and mushrooms saved my life. And I don't like smoking. Right. I make a. a topical rubs and things like that for my pain, which are way better than lidocaine and everything else that I was, I was put on from the military. But the, the things that are, that, that we have accessible for our traumas are, are not yet there at a national level. And psilocybin can literally save people's lives. And there's all kinds of studies and things going into it right now. I say all that to say this past week, I was invited to be on NPR's news station, uh, the Boston station, WBUR. And I got to sit down with the secretary of veterans affairs, John veterans affairs, John Santiago from Massachusetts. And I spoke to him about the things that are available and not available for us as military members and military families. And one of the things that we discussed was psilocybin being readily available for treatment for PTSD and trauma. And he said, I wish I had met you three weeks prior because I could have gotten you to testify in front of the Senate for its effects. It literally saved my life. And this Friday, I get to meet with all the higher ups of Massachusetts to create 10 point legislation to start helping military members and military families out here to start getting us the things that we need and utilizing some of these resources that are long overdue. And, and I, I really... I really can't say enough nice things about it. I'm not big. Like I said, I'm not big on, you know, substance use or substance abuse. And obviously things are different for everybody, but I cannot say enough nice things about both psilocybin and the cannabis plant, because without them, I wouldn't be able to sleep or feel like I graduated from my traumatic self. And, uh, and that's something that I hope other veterans and service members will get to experience because the piece that I have <laughs> has been 
astronomical to where I'm able to do all these other things now and actually feel like a human and not this damaged robot that's going through the system. So I, I got a billion and a half questions. And again, we've committed ourselves to call out when we see the flaws and or, or need to learn more. Mm-hmm. When you decide to go the, the route of psilocybin, did you choose to do that? Or did you go to a doctor and, and, and go through the, the some doctors do it. Shaman, they say shamans, there's licensed shamans that do it. Did yep. you go through a, a practice to have that happen or did you do it on your own? I did not. So I did it on my own and that's, I, I don't, um, you know, I don't, I don't condone my lifestyle to everybody else's. I think sure. there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. Everybody can do whatever they, they see fit. Right. Uh, I was a big, um, hater. I was a big hater of both marijuana and psilocybin. I did not, um, I didn't really see the, the point in, in dealing with either one of those things, you know? Um, but when I got out, there were some things that I didn't deal with. There's some things in the last three years that I have been dealing with that now I can be vocal about. Uh, one of the biggest things that really, um, traumatized me in service was that I was one of the last people to see one of my students alive. Uh, he took his life shortly after seeing me and that period of me acknowledging that and, um, opening up about that really opened up a lot of other kind of kind of trauma triggers in things in my life that made me like just really not not fun to be around uh around that same time somebody had gifted us a uh a fun guy bar for uh for you know christmas or whatever and it was just a a psilocybin chocolate bar and i was like i don't want anything to do with that you know i don't want nothing to do with that and then after doing some of the research about um, intermittent microdosing and things like that, uh, I really became curious because some of my anxiety attacks and some of the tension that I carried with me every single day in my life was was really affecting me. Um, you know, it, I, I'd be able to get through the day to day, but when everybody else went to sleep, I'd be wide awake living in my head. And that was not that was not a nice, a nice or good place to be. And my insomnia would then kick in, kick in and I, I'd just be this, this like, uh, I, I can't even describe it as anything other than a mess. I was just this, this emotional sleep deprived mess that was not fun to be around. And so uh, I did the research on psilocybin. I, I did a single microdose. And the thing that I love about psilocybin is that your body actually um, digests it as food poisoning. And so what happens is your body starts di- uh, digesting it and then kind of detoxing yourself of all the dead cells and all the, the, the dead, nasty things that are in your system. And so there are different people that have different results with it. But ultimately, it clears you out. And on top of that, it naturally resets your serotonin levels. And your serotonin levels are crucial to people with depression because serotonin is what happens. It gets carried through your blood to to kind of regulate those issues. And so to be regulated for 10 to 14 days after a single microdose, I was like, I felt like a whole new woman. I, I, I felt like, you know, I felt like I could I could be an entirely different person. Uh, with this now and uh, you know the the stress the tension that like that angst it honestly and truthfully melted away and I don't I do not condone uh, substance abuse of any kind right Uh, I utilize mushrooms uh, twice a month for about a six month period and then I went to once a month and to date I can tell you I haven't had mushrooms in four months and my body is regulated. My depression is regulated. My anxiety is regulated. I feel like a whole new person, not a robot, and somebody that can actually not only speak about the negative things that were in my life, 
but feel good about them moving forward. And that's something I never thought I'd graduate from getting out of the military. We've got Brandon Miller. Just kidding. Brandon Mills. Brandon Mills, who's a a Nashville recording artist who was an Army sniper and who's got a a song out there that shares his his passage. And he went through a licensed shaman, and he did his one microdose, and he said, it changed my life forever. And that's all he needed. He just needed the Kickstart. Every once in a while, we need that Kickstart. But it's different for everybody. Yeah, sure. Everybody's different, you know. and that's that's something you know. With respect, like you said, that's something to to give respect to with people, people within our circles. Uh, not everybody's the same, you know. Not everybody responds to substances the same. And while psilocybin can be great for somebody, it can be detrimental for somebody else, right? It could be, you know, part of the same old wound. There, um, I, I struggled with alcoholism while I was in while I was in the army. Uh, I can say that, and just to give people a little more perspective, because you know I've kind of already opened up about this. Um, I was in a I was in a position where. I was using alcohol as a weapon against myself and I recognized it and, um, you know, kind of unorthodox. I went out of my way to, um, to kind of separate myself from that. And by doing that, what I did is I went out and bought my favorite bottle of whiskey and I poured myself a shot and I left it there on the counter for three months and I didn't drink, you know, I left it right there. And I told myself if this was going to be a choice of mine, it could be a choice of mine. Right. But I took control back of my life and I stopped using alcohol as a weapon against myself. Um, I think recovery looks different for different people. You know, some people disagree and that's fine. Um, But for me in that time in my life, I was able to regain control. And that's also what I feel like with psilocybin. But again, I'm very different from everybody else. I would not say that my my one story is the same as is everybody else's. being able to utilize different substances for what you need them to do to get you through kind of, I call it kind of like raw dogging life on your own. Like that's where I'm at now. You know, I get to sit back and enjoy life for what it is. And I don't have any of these, these substance filters anymore. You know, I can, I can sit back and I can, I can actually enjoy this ride for what it is. And I'm not struggling with the anxiety. I do still struggle with the depression aspect, but not nearly as intensely as I used to. And I think that it's important talking about the, the different strengths and, and ultimately weaknesses of different people, because when it comes to substances, that's a slippery slope. Um, and that's never something that I would encourage anybody to deal with on their own, regardless of what the substance may be. So uh, I'm very different. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like people to know that, you know, I never want to be uh, I never want to come off as fake or, or, uh, you know, like, like, uh, I think I know more than I do just speaking from my own experience. Um, substances absolutely can take hold of your life. If you let them, uh, I am very, very blessed and grateful for where I'm at now in my life to not be consumed by those same substances. CW. Yes, sir. We forced you to go to your computer. Didn't we? No, I, I, I got another charging cord. It's working better. Oh, fair enough. it's charging now. Like it should. I'm like, why is it? It shouldn't keep up with it at the very least. But I got to sort it out. <laughs> You've been all over the world. You've been sharing your craft. Tell me about the highlight of your last year. Last year's been crazy, and 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 we. I've kind of made this kind of into a a blurb that's in all like um, when someone asked me for a quote request, you know, to, to play a show and what would be charged. And, and so I kind of give my, give them the, uh, the four big bullet points to let them know kind of what they're getting. 
Uh, last August, uh, I got voted Entertainer of the Year by the Colorado Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, I got the four Josie nominations. Yeah, the four Josie nominations there in Nashville at the Grand Ole Opry. And uh, as a bonus to that, I checked in with one of my Navy buddies who lives just out about 45 minutes from Nashville. We hung out for the first time in 25 years. That's awesome. And then um, we got a Song of the Year nomination for Back to Wichita by the Mississippi Music Foundation. And then we were, re re most recently, we were a semifinalist for New Band of the Year uh, at the, um, down in Texas. So, You're doing for the good. Texas Regional Radio Report, which is one of the big tracking charts that um, tracks Texas music. Well, and you've got a great social media person who does great uh, promotions and uh, yeah, Natalie, Natalie, she's, she's all over it. I'm, I'm <laughs> always in awe when we book you. You guys get out of promotion before we get out of promotion. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, she's but, on top of it. She's on top awesome. of it. That's a that's a good asset to have there, brother. What? Uh, so, what are you working on right now? Got any new stuff coming? I'm getting ready to go into studio here in the month and record 12 new songs. Wow. Yeah. And we'll been, get been writing, been writing a bunch. I've written 90 some, got 90 some songs that I've written. So, you know, that then you get into the point, okay, where you start dissecting them and like, okay, how do you get to the best 12? And sometimes that leads you to, while you're doing that, it spurs you to write another song even. It sure happens. does. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's amazing. You know, you'll overhear a word or a phrase, whether it's in, you know, you're out and about, you hear it, or, you know, it's on Netflix or, or you know, some movie you're watching, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, let me write that down. And so. Um, yep. For sure. Yeah, because for some reason, this this was my idea that popped in my head the other day. I, I, like I said, I've written the 90-some songs, and I've probably got 600-plus song ideas. But my idea was I've been drunk in a church and sober in a bar. Exactly the opposite of what you would expect. It sounds perfect. So that, like I'm like, just what, why did that pop in my head? I don't, I don't know. So I'm like, all right. That's what. That's kind of what this, uh, this, this theme or this uh, we're talking about. That's what you yep. expected on this new album you fixing to make. Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't I haven't written that song out yet. But like, I've got one song that's going to be called "Here for the Cowboys," and it's it's a story song. Each each verse tells a story. Like the first verse is from a little boy's perspective. The second one is from a young lady's perspective. And then the third third one is from an old man who kind of reminiscing and reliving his glory days of rodeo. Um, there's another one that's going to be a fun song. It's called Country Queens. It's country queens and they're painted on jeans. 
Love driving it. all all driving all the guys crazy, you know, that kind of thing. And yep. I got one called drunk stories because everyone's got that deal where, you know, like, hey, remember that time? Like, shut up, stop talking about that. <laughs> yeah, they I got like, really they never let you live it down. So, <laughs> you know, we, some of us have a few more of those than others, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and then uh, you know, some you gotta, you know, gotta throw in a couple savvy love songs and stuff like that. So I'm excited to uh, to get to get started on it. And I've, and I've got oh, and then I've got a patriotic song. Matter of fact, someone asked me, "Do you have a patriotic song?" I'm like, "Hold, please." And I got back to him 30 minutes later. I said, "I do now." Let's go. <laughs> and it's called "Under This Flag." Hey yo. I just don't know if I'm gonna be able to sing it live or not because it's it, it's pretty emotional. Those are the best ones to sing live. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll see if I can pull it off live. I believe in you. That is, uh, and I'm totally going off the, the reservation here, so I apologize. But No, all good. If you get the chance to watch Toby Keith's last, last uh, performance of Don't Let the Old Man In. Oh, yeah. He can't hold it together to get that song out. And, uh, but he was giving us a message, and uh, for sure, so. you know, sometimes those um, when you know certain things are imminent, because he, you know, he probably knew more than he was letting on. He didn't let sure. out too much, sure. but um, yeah, I thought but, he was uh, over that. I was, I was shocked. I thought he was recovering, so that was pretty devastating. Just, uh, I just heard he was going back on tour, right? Was, yeah. Uh, but it turns out that that was his decision because he he decided, hey, you know what? Like, if I'm going to go out, this is how I want to do it. And I got nothing but the utmost respect for him doing More that. Well, he's done a ton of UFO tour shows. I mean, he, he did more than – I don't know anybody who's, who did um, more for US troops overseas than Toby Keith. Yeah, and he was an unapologetic patriot. And if you didn't like it, well, you know exactly what body part you could kiss. Right. Yep. That's the no. truth, man. He is. We should probably roll with this uh, song because you mentioned it. You you got nominated for an award with it. Yep. Just, uh, back to Wichita. Any yeah, thoughts? Yeah, for song of the year in by the Mississippi Music Foundation. Any any build up to it? Uh honestly, this is this is kind of one of those deals where a buddy of mine. Just kind of, he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm going. Home. He wasn't from Wichita. That, that was kind of just more of a place not related to him. But the, 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 the gist of the story is about him. He's like, man, I just need to go home and get a have a kind of a mental reset. Awesome. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Some people don't have the luxury and 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 or or the ability to do that. And so if 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 you if you do, by all means, you should. You should take that chance to to give yourself that mental reset. Amen. This is uh, CW and Twenty Hands High with Back to Wichita. Walmart, Best Buy, Whole Foods, all across the nation. So we're pretty freaking excited about it. Come on, y'all, let's take a little trip to Wichita.
that's my plan Southern charm and wit Have always been your gift The downfall of many a good man There you go again Off with my best friend Acting like you done lost your mind Well I ain't about to stay With you treating me this way So love is not really blind and 20 hands high with back to Wichita. I I catch something every time I watch your stuff. First of all, great produced music. Great sound. Your bassist likes to get into it, doesn't she? She she's she's a trip for sure. She's this is her first country band she's ever been in. 
she's a blues musician, and so she's so she understands the pocket and staying right in it. She gets into it. I was just like, <laughs> it's fun doing it when uh, the people are doing it are enjoying it with you. Oh, if you're not enjoying it, get off stage. Yeah, and then figure it out so that you can enjoy it. Then get back on stage. <laughs> wow, so so awesome. We enjoy it every time you come on, and, uh, and, and I appreciate showcase. you having me. Always, you you've got a, a regular spot here all the time, Miss Gwinner. You said you had another poem for us. Yes, I do. It's called "Life Is Better Than Being Dead." We are not the demons we silently battle, even though at times it may feel like it, especially when it feels like they had completely taken us over. We forget that we have battle buddies that can help us. We may be friends, virtual groups, even professionals, but we are never alone. People are up 24-7 that can help us make it through the night. Next morning, get up and face the day even better being proud of ourselves for getting up out of bed because life is much better than being dead. Well, we enjoy it a lot more with you here too. That's, that's the truth. I mean, uh, it, uh, it's, uh, I always get sad for myself, which it's not about me clearly. I always get sad for myself when when I don't get to hang out with the people I want to hang out with, you know? And so, what is next for CW and 20 Hands High? Uh, we're looking at some Texas tour dates. So, we're actually, instead of just being on the radio in Texas, we're actually going to play some places in Texas. Uh, we got some festivals uh, coming up. Um, we're, going, we're going back to Iowa in the end of August, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll be in Cheyenne. We got uh, Parker Days Festival that's down here. We got some summer concert series we're doing, and and it's and since um and since the last time we, we spoke, um, we've added a pedal steel player who used to play for Charlie Pride. Oh wow! Yeah, he this this dude is Nashville good, and so he's he joined us. And he's been having a ball ever since. So it's an, and it's nice to actually, you know, have that kind of musicianship on stage because between him and the lead guitar player, when they kind of get sometimes we just let it turn it into a little jam session on a song. We'll let him run an extended version just because you know the crowd, the dance floor is full and they're still dancing. Yeah, we'll, we'll let them stretch your legs a little bit, and uh, and and they have such a good time together. Andrew wants to know where in Iowa. Uh oh, what is the name of the town? It's 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 called the Offshore Resort. Offshore Resort and Hotel. It's right on the Mississippi River. Davenport. Yeah. What is it? Is it Davenport? No, nah, it's in between Davenport and Dubuque, I believe. Oh my gosh! Here it gives me everything about the resort and not the name of the town. Um, Hang right, on a well, let, me see, let me see if I can look real quick. Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me pop this down here and oh, do a quick Bellevue. search. Bellevue. Bellevue. That's here we go. You know where that is, Eichmann? 
I do. Are we I going? I think we can go there. I think we. That's not very far. I have to go to yeah, Iowa. You know, it, they've got they've got a great hotel. They got RV camp spots. Then they got a really cool water park. And then the stage that they use, they've got one by the pool and then one right on the Mississippi River. In fact, I, I think if you look at my Instagram from that last, we're there Labor Day weekend last year. We actually caught the moon coming up behind us on stage, oh. a, a full moon. Oh. So it was kind of cool seeing that shine, on, you know, reflecting oh. off the river and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. Nice. Um, do you do you understand the Nashville scoring system? <laughs> uh, oh, is the Nashville number system? Yes. Yeah, where you you talking about one like you're, you you refer to the card by their and, their number notation. Yeah. The one if it's a one four five, it's a one four five chord. Now you just what key? Oh, it's in D. So, so Andrew and I were one four five is D G A. <laughs> That's Andrea and I uh, were summons this last year down to Nashville. Buddy Hyatt, who I'm name oh, dropping. Yeah. Buddy Hyatt had us come down. Those who don't know Buddy Hyatt, he played for Toto for for one year. Um, but uh, that's his, his. But we got to go to Hilltop uh, recording. And these guys are punching out songs every 20 minutes. I mean, oh, yeah. They, I mean, they don't need more than two takes. Yeah. They got uh, six Grammy winning artists in the studio and they just roll songs. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And it's just fun. Um, what? <laughs> Gabriel Ren's talking about eating again. He's got soup is on, he said, or something like that. Yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the Taylor Bowl's on. <laughs> the, the soup is on, he said. <laughs> eating again, Ren, eating again. I get it. I mean, why um, can't you just eat a normal size bowl? Is what I'm trying to. <laughs> why has it got to be a super? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. But... It's the same size. That stadium is the same size as it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a misnomer. Uh -huh. We are absolutely blessed. Um, <laughs> I knew when the content came up, and there were times to talk. And we don't know if uh, David is going to make it back with us tonight. He's got some technical things going on right now, but uh, we don't blame him for that. Um, um, we stick to the subject when it needs to be talked about, and we're here to help and be part of everyone. Uh, it is a good time to slip into our closing for the evening, um, let people get on to their soup for the night or whatever and do that thing. And... Um, we do have a couple announcements, though. How how do you want to handle the announcements? Do we, is that part of our closing, or is that as far there as might, there might be an event coming up? We need to talk about. Oh yeah, we, we actually have one at the VFW Post Five Hundred One here in Denver. Okay. We're doing a uh, veterans tribute concert, and we we we're casting the net far and wide. Is that we got Parker Days Festival that'll be in June. Uh, at the end of July, Cheyenne Frontier Days at the Outlaw Saloon. I um, found them. Those are good. Yeah, we've got a we've got a we've got a bunch of stuff coming up, and it's it's and 
for and for some reason we're we're on somebody's wedding list somewhere because I get a, at least two or three requests a week for a wedding. Now, granted, some of them are really trying to be ahead of the game and they're they're trying to you know get their ducks in a row for a twenty twenty five wedding. I'm like, that's okay. The, the, I'm, honestly, the sooner you can get us booked, it'll be cheaper for you in the long run. <laughs> right, and then we're going to have you on as CW, the wedding singer. Uh, you know, if if that's what now, to be fair, the wedding stuff is takes typically most of the day. It's rarely ever in town, you know. So they want us to go up in the mountains, so it's you know two, three, four, five hours away. And it takes all day, you know, we have to set up at, you know, like at 11 a.m. And we don't play till 8 p.m. And I'm like, that, that you're taking up an entire, probably 12 to 16 hour day. So that comes at a premium. But, hey, you know, if, 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 if you want one of the, you know, you want a, a, a fantastic time for your guest to country dance all night, we got you covered. Well, you got to. You got to behave for those eight hours too. It's not like you exactly. You got to pace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze in a nap if you can. Yeah. That's what I'm about. I'm about that nap. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we got we got, we got some gonna, cool stuff coming up. Who's going to lead awesome. the charge on the EP three? Jonathan should lead. Jonathan. Jonathan's okay. the can, lead. We got that. Uh, we got that. That, that thing put up as well. Yeah, we got a thing. All right. Yes. So we got the uh, the shock and all fest coming up uh, March twenty third. Uh, we partnered partnered with uh, Nichols State University here in Thibodeau. Um, we're going to be set up at the library on campus. Um, we got a nice open field there. We're going to have. Uh, Live music with uh, veteran musicians, uh, cornhole tournament oh, wow. confirmed. We're going to have uh, uh, Cajun food cook-off. There's going to be a ruck march leading into the event um, with uh, led by veterans from the uh, Nicholas Student Veteran Organization. Um, it's it's going to be busy. It's going to be fun. Uh, there's going to be a lot of great food, a lot of great music, and... Uh, there's some activities being set up currently for the kids. There'll even be a, f a few vendors. Uh, if you want to get a little, it, maybe Easter, Easter shopping done, uh, there'll be a few vendors out there and we'll have, uh, you get to put on your favorite pair of shrimp boots because you probably got two of them. And you get to come down here and decorate one pair and enter into the shrimp boot decorating contest. <clears throat> it's gonna be fun. Great. It's a lot. Uh, <laughs> we've been busy, man. It's we've been we've been really busy down here. We got a. I'd be remiss talking about this event if I didn't mention uh, the great team that we had helping get it all together. And uh, hopefully one day soon we'll we'll get them all on here and have a quick conversation or, or a long conversation and, and let y'all meet them all. But lots of great people getting involved and wanting to be a part of this, and uh, it's it's been fun. 
Outstanding. Actually getting kind of excited. Actually getting pretty excited for that. Not going to lie. That's uh, going to happen. Do you got a pair happen. of shrimp boots, uh, CW? I don't. I got a I got a bunch of cowboy boots and no shrimping boots. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. It's not too much shrimping going on in Colorado. There's a lot of that down here. <laughs> Did Forrest Gump wear a pair of those? Could I get a replica pair? Well, yeah, he, he had those big old hip waders he was wearing. Yeah. That's not it. But he, in, in all honesty, he wasn't really from South Louisiana either, you know? Well, this is true. This is true. Oh, he's from Greenbow, Alabama. Yeah, I bet Bubba had some on, though. Bubba was from the South. Yep, Viola Battery. Yep. <laughs> I have to go back and watch. It's one I'm, of my favorite movies. That's why I know all that. I'm, I mean, I'm the most of the dialogue. <laughs> you are on. You are on it. All I know is, Janae, I love you, Janae. That's it. <laughs> It's what happens when one of your boys comes home with a girlfriend named Jenny. Then you got to play the. Right. You have to. You're obligated. <laughs> That's, no, that is. Uh, I saw this. I'm going to guess they're expensive. But weirdly, these like, honestly, Jonathan, I almost called you because I think they would be like designer shrimp boots and they're waterproof. They look like tennis shoes and all comfortable and, you know, good for hiking in case you're hiking a ways to find your shrimp. I don't know. I don't know. We like to hike up in the mountains for our shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you find in the mountain is oysters, Andrea. Yeah, there's <laughs> wrong oysters. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, we have got uh, coming up next weekend. Um, I had such a long, awesome conversation with Mr. Dave Chamberlain. He is a musician that will be joining us Um this guy is smart. I mean, I got ideas all the way from like where our country stands to what kind of media help we can use. It. I'm excited. Excited. He's got some more new music out there. Um, he's been on before, so it'll be good to see him again. And then we have Brad LaField. And then is it Bravo? Anyway, sorry, Brad. I have not yet met Brad. I just put his name and didn't know from the notes exactly. His thing, and then, um, yeah, well, it's going to be too late and too early for those. You, have to, get a, you have to take out a second mortgage or something in order to afford it. I'm going to apply for one of them new big old cut credit card thingies that gives you money back. Right. Then the more we drink, the more we get back. Woohoo! Oh, boy. That's, okay. that's what we like to call girl math. <laughs> total shopping math i know it works yeah. for a minute um no that's what i got we've got some cool things uh working around up here in in uh in minnesota we met with um wilk and we did a little planning wilk, wilk, wilk. yep do you rate the hate um man this guy's got a story if you um just check him out check out do you rate the hate he's he was actually in the Wall Street Journal and the U.S. Um, News and Newsweek. Um, he's talked to some people, but I just want to say the message. The message is, can you just sit down at the table? Come to the table, sit on opposite sides if you need to, 
but just listen. You got to listen to each other and things will be better, um, which kind of ties into our, our message, um, you know, for got your six is you have to listen first. Don't talk. Let them talk. Listen to the strong ones. Um, I just saw an ad, a new ad that came out and it was two guys at football, but not Americana football, like the rest of the world knows it. Um, big fans. The one guy's just talk, talk, talk. And the other guy just always looked sad and he just didn't want to talk and he didn't. Um, and then you get to one day, the one that talked, the outgoing, the one making friends, the one chitter chatter nonstop, enjoying the games, the one that didn't come to the game that day. So you completely read that wrong looking from the outside. So you got to listen, pay attention, look, just be watching for the signs if you think there's a little concern and uh, stay close. Stay close on that. Um, I think that might have been my closing. So if you want to use me to start the closing round, that'll be my. Yeah. Be yeah. My You're next, brother. <laughs> um, I think you started off tonight with, uh, you know, life, life is a little bit of give and take. Um, it all seems to work itself out. Uh, sometimes you just got to hang on. Uh, hang on through the bad. Uh <laughs> <laughs> as rough as it is, man, just just find something that you can hold on that keeps you afloat and just just hold on as tight as you can, whatever it is. And eventually, eventually the storm lets up a little bit and you can relax. I was going to say, there's a song about that. Every storm runs out of rain. Oh, I haven't heard that song in a long time. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. So just... uh be ready for the take, but there is a give at the end of it. You just got to hang on there. Miss Gwinner. Yeah, I like to keep along the lines of uh, suicide prevention, if at all possible. People, if you're feeling alone, you're feeling sad more often than not, please reach out and get some help. You know, you can always find somebody online. WP3 is here for you. Veterans for Life is here for you. I'm here for you. You can find somebody 24-7 to help you if it's just to listen to. But please reach out. We can't read your mind. Mr. Wooten. Let me, I want to show you. Oh, oh, hang on a second. Let me get it out of my wallet. Here. Something that a young man gave to me at a show. And I told him, I said, no matter when you come back to a show, let's see if I can get that scoot back a little bit here. He gave this to me at a show because it was important to him. He wanted to share this with me. And I told him, you ever come back and you tell me where, when and where you gave me this? And I don't know if you, can you see that $2 bill? Yeah. You notice there's a stain right there on that side? Yes. What do you think that is? I'm afraid to, to say. It's it's what you think it is. It was it was something. It was, anyway, this he had had this thing the entire time he was in Afghanistan, oh. and so he said, uh, "I want you to have it." I said, "Well, I'll tell you what, 
I'll hold on to it. I'll always have it with me. And if you ever come to another one of my shows and tell me you want your $2 bill back, I will reach into my wallet and give it to you right away. It'll be right there. And so if, if something as, um, something like that, it's going to give you hope or it provides you some kind of sentimental thing to look forward to. Then it's, that's, that's probably one of the grandest gestures you could make. Connections, right? It's about making connections. Always. Yeah, yeah. always. Whether you're connecting through music, through events, there's there's a there's a hundred avenues um, where you could make that connection. Whether it's one on one in a group, um, through common interests, you can find someone who can relate to you. Someone's out there who's probably feeling the same way or who has felt the same way at some point in time, and so. Don't be afraid to go look for them. Be proactive. Yeah. But also, on the by the same token, if someone is trying to reach out to you, kind of you you need to open yourself up a little bit and 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 let them in. Well, and again, weigh that too. In my opinion, uh, if you don't have the skill set and or the strength to, to carry that load, reach out to someone, bring a buddy with you. Absolutely. Yeah, don't don't you don't feel like you have to solve you know a situation all by yourself, or even not even necessarily solve it, handle it, deal with it. Maybe you 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 know we all know somebody. We all know somebody, so call somebody until you find the right person. Check us out tomorrow, 4.30. I think uh, Andrea might be running at solo tomorrow. Um, <laughs> it's going to be me. I'm going to talk, talk, talk. Wow, okay. The WP3 weekly. There we go. They get it right. There we go. I have, to, I have to remember the camera's always opposite weird. of what I wanted to do. It's <laughs> yeah. always weird, but well, yeah. yeah. When you're using the selfie camera, you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's going to be the opposite of what I need to see. Okay. <laughs> um, what a great show, great conversation. Uh, we're going to have amazing guests again next week. Um, <clears throat> thanks for coming. Thank you for taking time out of your thanks day for having me. being part of this. Um, thank you for all those who are tuning in and hearing the message. Thank you, Miss Winter, for coming and sharing your amazing talent as well. Um, and, and the team, the WP3 team, thank you, folks. Thank you, folks. I don't know why I'm saying thank you, folks. Thank you guys for doing such an amazing job and always being here. To help. Um, remember, you might be the beacon of hope and opportunity for someone else. Someone's always watching. Thanks for being here. Patriot Pride. Patriot Pride.
I went upstairs and did it. 